Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Wow. Victory belongs to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Victory belongs to Jesus. Amen. Victory belongs to him. Hallelujah. The greater one is in you. Amen. Come, let me pray over the offering. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you excited to be in church today? Are you excited to be in church today? Wow. Powerful. Looks good. Do good. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Amen. Tell your neighbor you are blessed. Tell your neighbor you are blessed. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor God is for you. Therefore, no one can be against you. Tell your neighbor God is for you. So no one can be against you. Hallelujah. Yep, seriously, I came to tell you that God is on your side. As I came to tell you that God is on your side. As I came to tell you that God is on your side. I came to tell you this morning that God is on your side. Hallelujah. Amen. What's our memory verse for today? Are you ready to learn some verses? Whoa. This is very easy. Everybody, if you have been a Christian for a while, you know this verse. Hallelujah. One, two, go. One twenty-two, verse one. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Psalm 122, verse one. Again. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Psalm 122, verse one. Say it again. So let's take it off. Go. Very simple. Is it important? He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go shopping. That's not what he says. Does he say, I was, glad when, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to watch basketball. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go swimming. Let us go for football practice. I was glad when they said, let us go where? I said, let us go where? And have you been excited going somewhere before? Usually when you are excited going somewhere, what, what is your attitude? Huh? When, whenever you are happy going somewhere, what is your attitude usually? You get ready fast. You wake up early. Even the night when you are sleeping, you dream about the place. Do you know that? You dream about the place. You get up very early. 
I mean, anything that you need to do, if you have to iron your clothes, I mean, make an appointment, your car, because you're excited about it. Isn't it? That is a sign that you are glad. Are you hearing me? That is a sign that you are glad. You, 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 you don't go there late. You want to maximize the time that you are there. Are you hearing me? That's a, see, so, a sign that you are glad about a place is the, even the preparation and the excitement you have. Amen. Are you hearing me? So, if we have to wake you out of bed to come to church, if we have to wake you up in the morning, come to church, come to church. Are you hearing me? If you just drag in Sunday morning again in another church. Or if you come in late. Are you understand the scriptures? Because gladness is shown in your attitude. You can't say I was glad when they said let us go to the house of the Lord. When they have to drag you out of bed to come to church. Then you are lying. Preaching to you. You see, that is why you will not get the blessing that David had. You have to be excited about the things of God. You must look forward to Sunday morning. I am always looking forward to Sunday morning. When I'm late, I get angry. I get irritated. Anybody who makes me late, I get angry. Because I want to be in church. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Are we blessed? So are you going to be excited about coming to church? Tell you about next Sunday. Don't let anybody wake you up. Seriously, tell the person next, say next Sunday. Nobody should wake you up. <laughs> I was glad. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wonderful. Last week we had a wonderful service. I was not here. Prophet Kakra was here. It was marvelous. And that was during a family service. Hallelujah. But I believe that we had a beautiful service honoring our prophet. Amen. And how many know that it is important to honor? Hallelujah. Is he honoring? Is he, let me tell you something. The Bible says that Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Do you hear me? Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. It means that when you don't honor people, nobody will honor you. Because some people have an attitude of honoring people. That's why nobody honors you. If you honor, you'll be honored. Hallelujah. So it was a good thing we honored our bishop and our prophet. Amen. And you must learn to be, we must learn, I'm teaching us all nation service. You must learn to believe in the prophetic anointing upon his life. Hallelujah. Don't only see him as a pastor or somebody who writes books. No. See him also as a prophet. And not as a prophet, as your prophet. Hallelujah. Listen to his words. Amen. By a prophet. 
He brought Israel out. And by a prophet, he established them. Amen. Hallelujah. That is why we are still in the month of May, right? May is podcast month. Do you know that? You didn't know about it? World Podcast Month. Where we encourage everybody to listen to the podcast by Bishop. Amen. Do you know about the podcast at all? Or you don't know about it? Do you, you know about it? Do you know how to get it? Is there anybody here who doesn't have an iPhone or Android? No, you don't need one. <laughs> Yet. Because <laughs> I don't know what you do with if, if you get a phone right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. But very soon you will get one. How old are you? Who said, who, 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 who doesn't have an iPhone? Go fax. You don't have an iPhone? You don't have one? What did he say? Your phone got stolen. Oh, your phone needs to be replaced in Jesus' name. <laughs> the Lord will provide. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, because you must, you must stay in touch with the words of the prophet. Hallelujah. So everybody must get them iPhone or, or Samsung or Android, a modern phone, and go to the site and listen to the words of the prophet. Amen. Believe in your prophets. See, believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe in his prophets that you'll prosper. Believe in the Lord your God that you'll be established. Believe in his prophets that what? You'll prosper. You have to believe in it, okay? So listen to it intently. Do you hear me? Listen carefully, Okay? And now there's even a French translation. Okay? Listen to the words. Amen. Hallelujah. So, still talking about honoring. Amen. So let me, today let me talk briefly about, still continue about honoring. I'm going to talk to you about honoring. And more also talk to you about why people do not honor. Maybe I'll talk about it if I have time. Hallelujah. So, um, two weeks ago, I believe so, I spoke to you about five important figures that you must learn to honor. Was it this service or the other one? But do you remember? Or you don't remember? Huh? You don't remember? Five important figures you must honor in your life. Hallelujah. The first one is Psalm 71, verse 8. Just in case you've forgotten. I'll give you a quick summary. Then I'll tell you why people do not honor. Psalm 71, verse 8. I thought I taught you. I thought, oh, okay, it was the family service. Okay. It says that, Let my mouth be filled with thy praise. And with thy honor all the day. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with what? And with thy honor what? This is the psalm he's talking about God. Hallelujah. I said amen. You must learn to honor God every day. 
you must learn to do what? And I remember, okay, let my mouth be filled with thy praise. Hallelujah. And the way to honor God is to acknowledge that everything in your life is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. When you have this attitude that everything in your life is by the grace of God. You see, people who honor God, they always say, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. You see, that statement always shows that you appreciate where the help came from. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. God willing. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. By the grace of God, I got this. By the grace of God, God will see you tomorrow. It means you, you see, you honor God. Hallelujah. You thank God for your life. By the grace of God, I finished school. By the grace of God, I passed an exam. By the grace of God, I married. By the grace of God, I got a job. By the grace of God, I went, uh, I, I went for the interview and I came back. By the grace of God, I woke up this morning. By the grace of God, that should be your statement. Is somebody hearing me? You see, when you have that attitude or attitude, it reflects that you respect and you honor God. Hallelujah. But when you take that thing out, then in a way, you, are, you see, then you are behaving like Nebuchadnezzar, who you are ascribing your greatness to yourself. Hallelujah. You must learn to say by the grace of God. All the time, by the grace of God. How did it go? By the grace of God, it went well. Not right, well, I'm good. I got it under control. You didn't you got nothing under control. It's by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thine honor all the day. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. Amen. You must always honor God. Hallelujah. Another verse I showed you was Psalm 66 verse 2. Psalm 66 verse 2. Sing forth. It says what? Sing forth the honor of his, of his sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Sing forth what? Sing forth what? Make his praise what? Alright, sing forth. The honor of his name. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why it is even important to learn the songs in church. When we come to church and we are singing, you don't even know the words. How can you sing for the honor of his name when you don't know the words? Nowadays, because we project the songs on the projector, people don't even learn the songs. The day the projector doesn't work, then you see, the nobody can sing in the church. Are you hearing me? The day the projector doesn't work, nobody can sing in the church. But you must learn to sing for the honor of his praise. You see, and, you see, and singing the honor of his praise, not only in church. Hallelujah. The Bible says God inhabits the praises. Hallelujah. Of his people. Thank you. So you should know, singing I mean, singing the honor of praise is not only in church. 
You must, you see, you must learn to be able to sing the praises of God in your bathroom. On your way to work. Are you hearing me? On, the, on you are driving. Because as you sing, he, he inhabits the praises of his people. So as you sing his praises, as you honor him, he inhabits the praises. And when God comes to inhabit the praise, anything that is against you gets scattered. Sometimes you don't need to pray. All that you need to do is to sing a praise song. Hallelujah. So, so it is not good if you don't know the words. The Bible said that Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas, they were in jail with their feet in stock. And at midnight, at midnight, at midnight, they began to sing praises. Do you think there was a projector there? I'm preaching. I say, do you think there was a projector there? Or there were song sheets? Do you think there was a projector or song sheets? Or, or, or a hymn book? But I must say, they began to sing praise. It means they knew the words. I said, they heard. I said, they heard. And as they knew the words, because you see, let me tell you something. If you are a good singer or a good praiser or a good listener, see, singing by reading the words is not the same as singing from your heart. That is why when the choir comes to city and I see some of the choir members looking at the words, I say this, well, I want to sack them because they are not singing. I want a choir that can sing from the heart. A choir that knows the words. Because it's different. Then see them, some of them are holding their phone. Come on. You can't learn one stanza, two stanza. So, as a message to the choir, they better know the words. Singing. At midnight hour. At midnight. Obviously, there was no, there was no projector. But they sang praises. And about say, as they sang the praises, God inhabits praises. As they sang the praises, the Bible says, the chains fell off their feet and the gates opened on their own accord. Learn to sing praises to God. That's why you must know the words. In your quiet time at home, sometimes you have to turn off the television and sing praises. You spend so much time listening to the news and it's all other fake news or bad news. <laughs> Fake news or bad? Is that a bad, bad or fake? So instead of listening to all this fake news or bad news, why don't you turn off the TV and sing some praises so that God will come and inhabit your house and the demon of depression will be driven away? I'm preaching to you. Sickness will go away. Because Paul and Silas, they sang praises at midnight with their feet in stocks. Get some Christian songs and know the words. Because let me tell you, singing from your heart is not the same as singing from reading. Because when you are singing from the heart, the word has entered you. 
Hallelujah. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And they sang so loud that the prisoners heard them. Sometimes you must be able to sing for your next door neighbor to hear. I'm preaching. They say, Auntie Felicia, what is going on? Is there a party? There's no party. I am just happy. I'm singing unto God. Just in case there are any demon next door, they will know that. <laughs> Don't come here. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Sing praises. Amen. Yeah. Let's honor God by singing praises. Hallelujah. So you honor God. What the most important thing we personally need to honor is God. Amen. And we honor God by the things we say about God. You praise him. You praise him. You honor. You see, when you honor somebody, I, I think I, you have to remember, you honor by what you say and what you give. Hallelujah. You honor by what? Yeah. What you give. You cannot say you honor somebody when the person, when you say bad things about the person. Hallelujah. Yeah. No, you cannot. You criticize the person in their back and then when you see them in the face, you smile. That's not honor. You honor by what you say. When you honor somebody, even in their absence, you say good things about them. Hallelujah. And also you give to them. Which is Proverbs 3.9. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Honor. Do what? Do what? Do what? Honor who? Honor with what? With what? What is substance? Substance. And with the first fruits. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You honor anyone simply by two ways. What you say about the person and what you give. That's honor. Don't be deceived. Anybody who does not give to you does not honor you. And anybody who does not say good things about you does not honor you. Especially when you are not there. Because you see, when you honor somebody, you see, when you, when you respect somebody, you will not say bad things about them. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you respect somebody, you will not say bad things about them. You see, to say good things about people in their presence, that's really not honor. I mean, it's okay, but it's not honor. It's more important when you say when they're absent. Because sometimes when you say good things about people in their presence, it, it amounts to psychophancy. You are just saying to get this. If you really honor somebody in their absence, the way you will defend them and talk about them is a sign that you honor. Hallelujah. And also, you give them their substance. You see, and giving to people because you honor is different from giving to people because they need it. You give to the poor because they are needy. You give to the, you give to the, the, the greater one because you honor them. They are two different things. I mean, sometimes you have to give to people because they are needy, because they are broke. And God, allows it. God says that we should give to the poor. Hallelujah. But God also says that 
you honor your father, you honor the great one. Abraham gave, gave honor to Meshachedek, the greater one, because you honor the person. Hallelujah. So we must learn to honor God. Amen. That is why this, you see, this verse, it means that if you are a Christian and you don't pay tithe, you don't honor God. Oh, isn't that, isn't that what it means, Anita? It says, honor the Lord with the, and with the first fruits of all that increase. So, when, when you get the first fruits or your tithe and you don't bring it to God, you don't honor God. That's what it means. And like I said, honor, honor is a seed. If you don't honor God, why do you expect God to honor you? If you don't sow a seed of honor, why do you expect to be honored? Hallelujah. So if you want God to honor you, honor God. I say, if you want God to honor you, what? Honor God. You don't sow no seed of honor and you want to be honored? No. So a Christian who does not pay tight does not honor God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. A Christian who does not pay tight does not do what? I said, a Christian who does not pay tithe does not do what? Yeah, you honor God by what you give. Hallelujah. So, I, I remember telling about important figures to honor. One is God. Of course, another important figure to honor is your, your parents. It's your parents. It's your parents. Hallelujah. Mother and father. He said, God is the commandment with the promise. Honor your father and your mother. Honor who? You are people, people are very quiet. Honor who? Honor who? That's right. And how do you honor? How do you honor? It means you cannot be rude to your mom. What is tricky? <laughs> it means you cannot be rude to your mom because you honor by what you say. You cannot be rude to your dad. I don't care. That's not honor. You honor by what you say. It means that when you meet your friends, you should be able to brag about your mom. My mom is so great. My mom is so kind. You, let brag about your mother. Not that when you meet your friends. Mom, mom. <laughs> She's so mean. She's so nasty. I don't know whether she's being menopausal. You are saying your mother's being menopausal. <laughs> she's getting hot flashes. I can't wait to get out of the house. I can't wait to get out of the house. She's so mean. I think she's getting hot flashes. Now, you say good things about your mother. I say, you say good things about your mother. When, when she's not there, Amen. You say good things about your father. I say you say good things about what? I say you say good things about what? 
Whether he, whether he took care of you or not, irrespective, you say good things about who? No, no, no. Oh, that joker. He's a joker, man. <laughs> you call your father a joker. Nah. Honor. I said honor. You, how do you honor? I said, how do you honor? Yeah. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. You see, that it may be well with thee. So when you say your mother is having hot flashes, it will not be well with you. You will have cold flashes. <laughs> oh, she talks too much. I'm tired of it. I can't stand her. You can't stand her. Nobody can stand you also. Honor. Hallelujah. Then another group, the next group, to, I mean, I'm, I, I'm just giving, the next group I told you to honor, um, the, the Bible entreats husbands to honor their wives. Amen. And how do you honor? How do you honor? I say, how, how, how do you honor? It means you say good things about your wife and you give to your wife. But I will not dwell on this point. Let's go to the next point. <laughs> but that's what it means. It means you say good things about your wife and what? You say good things about her and you do what? One lady was complaining. Serena, one lady was complaining. Say, my husband. I don't remember the last time she gave me a gift. Came to complain to the pastor. We've been married for five years. And still, I don't, he has not been giving me a gift. So the court, husband came and said, listen. The engagement is that about. Are they finished? <laughs> <laughs> the husband said that the thing that I brought for your engagement... Are they finished? So, uh, as, hmm? no, but you honor by giving. Amen. And of course, another, if, you, if the Bible tells us to honor our wives, which is in First Peter, the Bible also tells you to honor who? Your husband. Isn't it? Or oh, you didn't hear that one? You didn't hear that one? Honor your husbands. And the Bible says, honor your husband, both great and small. So whether it's a small husband or a great husband, he needs to be honored. Because some of you, you only want if he was a great man. Right, right. I can understand. If I'm married to you, I can honor you by him. Please. <laughs> Wrong message. Honor your husband, both great and small. Once he's your husband, whether he's a great man or a small man, you chose him already. You chose him anyway. If you achieve, if you are, if you if you agree to choose small, then stay with small and they cannot. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, and, 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 and so let, let me tell you something. The fact that somebody starts small does not remain small forever. Usually, most good husbands come as small, and then they become great. So, if you are looking for a great one, you will never find one. I'm preaching. If you are looking for a great one, you will never find one. Because they usually come as small. And as you honor them, they become great. 
Amen. Let us just say amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Then, of course, we ended with honoring the gift of God. Amen. Honoring who? First Timothy 5.17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of what? Are you hearing me? Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of what? Counted worthy of what? Especially they who labor in where? Especially those who labor in what? You see, look, you must understand the Bible. We say, let the elders. You see, a lot of people qualify as elders. Are you hearing me? Your boss is an elder. Your grandfather is an elder. Your older brother is an elder. Hallelujah. So when the God said, let, when the Bible said, let the elders, just not to confuse the facts, he began to define the particular elders he's talking about. Those who labor in the word and the doctrine. So you, even though your boss is an elder, he does not labor in the word and the doctrine. He doesn't preach to you. Your older brother is older than you, but he's not an elder. He's not the one that God is talking about. God is talking about the one who preaches to you. The word and who? I said the word and who? Yeah. The president is an elder, but the president does not preach to you. So Donald Trump does not deserve double honor from me. I respect him, but he does not deserve double honor because he does no labor for me in the word and doctrine. So, get this very clear. Yeah, so, so here, here, he's talking about a particular type of elder. One who preaches labor in the word and doctrine. The word, the word and doctrine. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, such people deserve double honor. Hallelujah. That is why we are glad to honor our bishop. And we have to, you see, let it, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm real capping this message because I want this to be an attitude, a lifestyle. Always learning to honor your prophet. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? I said, are you here with me? And, and you know, let me tell you something. For those who are looking at me. I'll give you reason. Look, I'll give you reason. You, know, you know why people don't honor? I'll give you reason why people don't honor. Okay? Usually when people don't honor, there's a reason. Amen. And the commonest reason is familiarity. I'll say the familiarity. They are too familiar with the person. Why do I, it's in the Bible. Jesus said a prophet is without honor. A prophet is without honor, but in his what? Show me that scripture. A prophet is without honor, but where? A prophet, yeah, yeah, show me that scripture quickly. A prophet is without honor, but in his own house. Hallelujah. And your own house is where you are known. They know you're going out. They know you're coming in. They know where you sleep. The familiarity is such that they cannot honor you. Uh Uh-huh. In fact, let's go, let's start from verse 1. Let's read this story very well. Look at this old. Before, the thing, before the, he had done so many great things. And he went out 
and he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogues. And many hearing him were astonished. He said, wow. Saying, from whence had this man distance? And what wisdom is this? They were, they were, you were blown away. As he began to teach. What wisdom is this? That which is given unto him. That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Because they had the miracles. They said, wow. So was he great? I'm asking, was he great? I said, was he great? Man, look. Now look. It's not this the carpenter. Background. The son of Mary. The brother of James and Joseph. And of Judah. And see, they know the whole family. They know how he quarreled with James. How he quarreled with Judah. How the last time they went to buy, buy something. They know the last time even uh, how he had diarrhea when he came to visit. They saw him go to the bathroom and boop, he had diarrhea. And are not his sisters with, with us. And they were offended at him. Instead of the honor, they were offended because they know him too much. Familiarity. We know you. Ah. I was certain say, we saw him fail an exam. Oh, please give me a break. She calls herself a little pastor now. I knew her boyfriend. <laughs> Indeed. If that boy, I knew her boyfriend. I remember when she was going through that broken heart. Now she said she's a lady pastor. Give me a break. Other people are impressed with her preaching. But you remember her boyfriend. Preaching. He says, a pastor, please give me a break. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor. It means that by nature, prophets are supposed to be honored. A prophet by nature needs to be honored. But he said that the reason why a prophet is not honored is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin and his own house. So, reason number one why people do not honor is familiarity. Look, if you are a pastor for a while, you understand. You find that, look, even me, when I travel, and I go to a place, the way they receive me, I don't get that the same reception here. It's, 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 it's a prophet without honor. But may you change your attitude. One day, Bishop was telling us, one day, a certain pastor, he was so annoyed. He invited a, certain, a visiting minister. And the man came. Preached powerfully. Bishop was telling us, after the church, after the sermon, the church members, oh, man of God, your message was such a blessing. 2,000, man of God. <laughs> your message blessed me so much. 1,000, man of God. And the pastor was just watching that you people. <laughs> I've been preaching to you Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Somebody just passed through one day. 
and look at the gifts you are giving to him. In fact, the pastor was offended. And you can understand. Somebody passed through. You don't even know the person. Just one, you see, because there's something called the visitor's anointing. Everybody, when you travel, because you are new, you have an aura around you. But the pastor who has preached to you and has sustained you and has fed you day to day to day, you see, it's like, that's how children behave. That's how children behave. Children behave like that. Their parents' food is not nice. The guy, <laughs> the visitor wants to. That's how children behave. You know? So, familiarity. Amen. That's why we should never become familiar with our bishop. We must always honor him. Amen. Yeah. I just want familiarity. There are two main reasons. I think my time is up. I'm finished. Then, another reason why people do not honor, you'll be shocked if I tell you this reason. You want to know? You want to know that will shock you? You want to know? You really want to know? Okay. All right. Hmm. What did he say? You will be shocked. John 8. John chapter 8. Verse 49. This is another reason why no matter, see, usually this is another a main reason why people do not honor. John 8, 49. Jesus answered. Who answered? Jesus, who answered? Jesus said, I have not what? Eh, I have not what? I have not what? I have not what? But what? I have not what? I have not what? What do I do? What do I do? It means that when you don't honor a f- your father, it's a sign that you have a devil. I own, I just, I have not a devil. It means it is the presence, not the devil. He didn't say, he didn't say, he didn't say, he didn't say a devil. It means there's a devil in you. The reason why you do not honor is because there's a devil in you. I have not a devil. A sign that I have not a devil is because I honor my father. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me, church? It means if you are a child and you don't honor your parents, you have a devil. There's a devil in you that is making you rebel and not honor your mother or your father. I have not a devil. I have not a devil. Not the devil. I have not a, a devil. A devil. There's a devil in you. When you don't honor, you see, you don't honor, it is a devil in you that does not allow you to honor. So when somebody is not honoring, it's not because, oh, he's big, he's, he has a devil. The devil in the person does not allow the person to honor. I have not a devil. I have, you see, it's English language. I have not a devil. There's a semicolon. Semicolon is explaining. 
what a devil does. The reason why Jesus is saying that the reason, a sign that I don't have a devil is because I honor my father. Church, are you here with me? So when you don't, so what, so, so what does it mean if you don't honor your mother? I say, what does it mean if you don't honor your mother? I say, what does it mean if you don't honor your mother? What does it mean if you don't honor your father? What does it mean if you don't honor your, your wife? Some husbands have devils. What does it mean if you don't honor your wife, your husband? What does it mean if you don't honor your pastor? I have not a devil. I have not a devil. I have not a devil because I honor my father. Hallelujah. So next time you are tempted to dishonor and become rebellious, remember that there's a devil in you. I have not a devil. I have not a devil. Not the devil, a devil. A devil. It means there's a devil in you. A devil of pride, a devil of arrogance, a devil of insubordination. It's a devil, a devil, a devil, a devil working somewhere in you. Hmm. It's a very deep message. And you and you and you and you want, and when you have a devil you will experience the effects of a devil. Hallelujah. I have not a devil, but I honor my father. And ye do dishonor me. I, have a, I, don't, I don't have a devil. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ is telling us clearly that one of the surest way to know that somebody does not have a devil is that is you can see by the way he honors. It means when people do not honor, what do they have? I say when people do not honor, what do they have? Yeah, it's a devil in you. May we not have devils. I say may we not have devils. May we learn to honor our prophets. May we learn to honor our parents. May we learn to honor our wives. May we learn to honor our husbands. And above all, may we learn to honor God. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Creating me a clean heart. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And renew a right spirit within me. Sing it, creating me, Lord. Creating me a clean heart. Oh,
this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed you are here this morning you are not a Christian you are not a Christian you are not born again you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior please for a brief moment with every eye closed and every head bowed I want to pray for you I want you to be born again the Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? There is nothing worth your soul. And my brother or my sister, life without Christ is a losing game. You know, some games before you start, you have already lost. And that is life without Christ. Don't lose the game of life. You cannot win the game of life without Jesus Christ. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He knows the way. Where you are going, he has been there before. And therefore, so without him, you have no chance. So this morning, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to be born again. You want to become a serious Christian. You want to serve God. You want to do the things of God with all your hearts. You are tired of going your own way. You need God on your corner. You need God on your side. You must be born again. Please, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift up your hand if you want to do this this morning. I just make sure you, make sure you want to become a serious Christian. You want to make sure that when you die, you go to heaven. Life without Christ is a losing game. So if you are not born again, please, there is room at the cross for you. There is room yes. at the cross Please. for you. I'm giving you time to think about it. Think about it. Think about it. There is room yes, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. At the cross for you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. My God, my God, my God, my God. Yes, Lord. There is still room for one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, there is room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you today, but it may not be no room. There may not be room for you tomorrow. Today there's room for you. Today there's room for you. Think about it carefully. Think about it carefully. Today there's room for you. Today there's room for you. Yes, Lord. Yes, there is room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. At the cross for you. Father, we thank you this morning for salvation. Thank you for the day of salvation. That none will miss the day of salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. Amen. Put your We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.